0: And welcome to CavernCast, episode four. So that means we've nearly hit a month of me in your ears. And by the looks of things, or by the sounds of things, because this is a podcast, it's doing everything I want it to do. Mainly, I just want it to help. And I think it's doing that. Because I definitely didn't need another reason to chat random stuff. Not as if I do that enough to myself already. So it's nice to have you. Right now, I am back in London. For those of you who don't know, I've been in Scotland for the past few weeks. I actually moved out of London. I've been living in London, England for the past four years. I moved in in 2017. And I was living with nine people for four years. Which is a crazy time, full of highs and lows. But, um, yeah, I think four years was enough for me. Most of the people I lived with were so sound and so cool and so chill. But I think just due to, like, what's the word? Entropy. Where, like, things over time naturally descend into chaos. And when there's more variables, there's a much higher likelihood of it. Becoming chaotic quite quickly. My whole thing is I try and be like a diplomat. But like with that intensity over that amount of time, it can it can take its toll, man. And now I'm getting to a point where I'm like okay with myself. I want to live on my own. So here I am, back in my van. Oh, They're looking so much better now. I have a bed where I'm not bumping my head. I have a fan. I have lights. I have roof. I have roof. I have a roof. (laughs) I am man in van. I have roof. I have light. I have fire. Technically, I do. I have a gas canister. I could have fire if I wanted to. Because I am an American. I'm not. I am half Australian, though. So, hello. Actually, one of the main concerns and considerations when you move into a van is actually the condensation you know i've got to make sure i don't wake up in the morning like oh no the condensation no should we get on with the words yeah cool we have some cozy words today for anyone new to Gavin cast how this works is i use a random word generator to generate five random words and then i just talk about them while you chill Relax, do whatever you're doing, maybe painting, perhaps barbecuing. Though barbecuing requires a fair amount of focus, so maybe not barbecuing. It is advised not to listen to cavern cast while operating large machinery. I always thought that was like a drill, like don't use a drill if you're told to not operate machinery. But no, it's like, don't use a forklift. (laughs) I've never driven a forklift, that's on my bucket list I think. Um... Oh yeah, so the words, the words of today are quite cozy. Some of them are quite cozy. The first word is fireplace, fireplace. A few things spring to mind when I think of fireplace. The first one being Howl's Moving Castle. Howl's Moving Castle is a studio Ghibli film. Ghibli or Ghibli? I don't know. Please help me with that one. I'm going to say Ghibli. I do know the answer to this, I've looked it up before, but I can't remember. Studio Ghibli. Yeah, Studio Ghibli, who are a Japanese film company who create some of the most heartwarming films. I've heard it described, and I've kind of described it like this myself. Studio Ghibli films capture so incredibly well, and so intricately well, the simple joys of life. And I can't get enough of it, to be honest. Go for it. Watch Howl's Moving Castle or Spirited Away. And if you haven't seen them, they will become your new Sunday morning, like, chill out film. Maybe, ah, do you know what I'm going to do? I should do, like, a poetry reading or something. Or even a podcast episode. Maybe a bonus episode with fire crackling, fireplace crackling in the background. Let me know if you would like to do that. If you want access to the bonus episodes, you can find them on my Patreon. All tiers include bonus episodes, one per week, which is pretty neat. Um, And yeah, more than happy to take suggestions for content. But the fireplace in Howl's Moving Castle is a character called Calcifer. And a very good character he is at that. One of my... Favourite episode of Doctor Who is the girl in the fireplace, David Tennant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, who's probably the best doctor, and if you're trying to relax but got riled up at the fact that I said David Tennant is the best doctor, (laughs) good, I don't want you to relax until you see the truth, I'm kidding, we all have free will, and it's a wonderful thing, I do like a fireplace. When I was younger, like a kid, I mean like five or six... um, ...we had one of those houses that was built like decades and decades ago... ...that had um, like brick fireplaces in it. Like it was like a 60s built house and they all had those like weird brick fireplaces. Anyway... um, ...I remember like a Christmas or two, I would come downstairs... And there were Santa's footprints on the wall. Like white footprints on the black soot of the wall. I remember coming downstairs like, Oh my God, no way. Yeah, because I actually, I had this voice at six years old. Mother, look, Father Christmas has been. He has consumed the mince pie and glass of semi-skimmed milk we left. And the reindeer have eaten the carrot. I was right. His existence is proven. That's how most kids react when they find out Santa's real, right? Yeah, cool, I'm just checking. I assume you agreed on that one, right? Sweet, yeah. I did it again. (laughs) Rhetorical questions. Speaking of childhood, I spent so much of my childhood, like, staring at fires. Not in like an arson way, though I did nearly get done for arson. <laughs> it's the worst segue in the world oh my god um so i just find them really relaxing you know like sitting around a fire because i grew up in a place where there was literally nothing to do so we used to just like find a field make a fire all hang around it like play guitar and Sing kumbaya? No, not that far. We'd sing Paramore <laughs> instead of kumbaya, and um, and I would find myself just really drawn into to like the the fire. I think there's a reason why people find it so relaxing. Uh, I'm not too sure what it is though. Let me Google it, and then I'll talk about the arson thing. <laughs> it's not bad. Don't worry. Why is staring at a fire relaxing? Ah uh, oh watching a fire lowers blood pressure. Oh this is this is what I thought. Okay. Watching a fire lowers blood pressure. The researchers hypothesized that when we're sitting fireside all of our senses become absorbed in the experience. Having a calming focus of attention could help reduce anxiety, according to Lin. Okay Lin. So yeah, it's just, it's the same... It's exactly the same as mindfulness. Oh, maybe that's why I do that now. Huh. It's all in my blood. Pressure. So arson... um, No, so when, you know, kids do what kids do, when I was really young, I... um, Like, started a very, very small fire inside my nan's garage garage if you're in the States. That's not the main focus of this story, is it? Um, and it was fine. It was controlled. It was. I wasn't trying to burn the place down, really protesting too much, making myself sound like a psychopath right now. Um, there's, it was just a tiny one that me and my friend starred in like a little bucket or a barrel. I'm going to wait for that plane to go. London Living. And we just didn't realize because we were so young that there was like a load of paint thinner and, you know, oil and flammable objects in the, uh, in the garage. So I learned my lesson there very quickly. Or so I thought. So going back to what I said about us, like just making fires to, to hang around, um, when I was a bit older, um, we had this den, um, we had this den that we all used to hang out in, and um and we had a little fire in there one one day, one Saturday, I guess um, and we were adamant, we were very responsible, so we were adamant that we put the fire out because we live in the countryside so you never know. Um, so we made damn sure that we put the fire out and then we all went and had mcdonald's and then all of a sudden we see this black smoke billowing kind of in the direction of the den and we thought that's not us right no there's no way that's us that's definitely not us no that's not us um turns out it was our den we walked back and there were uh two fire engines a police car and no two fire engines three police cars I think, there was multiple of each emergency service vehicle and we were like, oh no. Um, So, we thought, okay, but they've got the fire controlled. There's no way they know it's us. We went back to my friend's house. There was a police car outside the house. I think collectively, at the same time, all of our hearts dropped out of our butts. And we walked in and there were two police officers sitting on my friend's couch. And we were like... (laughs) My immediate thought was, the police are psychic. Oh my god, you can never get away with any crime. The police are psychic. (laughs) Turns out that wasn't the case. Uh, My friend had actually left his school bag there with his... Uh, English book in it which had his name on it so they knew exactly who it was but we still hold true that it wasn't us because there was another group of kids who were definitely more likely to be arsonists Um, we reckon they went back in and started the fire and then blamed it on us so that's fireplace (laughs) word number two is factory factory, factory, there you go. factory, poor Tori. she didn't deserve that, there's a real therapeutic nature I think about the workings of a factory, like cogs in a machine and gears and things working, much like Howl's Moving Castle, again, plugging Howl's Moving Castle in Studio Ghibli, go watch it, you'll see why. I used to watch all these, like, how it's made programs when I was younger and, um, found them really educational despite the fact that I have retained none of the information so I don't know how to do anything now so I have to relearn it all How are shelves made? Okay, now I have to YouTube the whole thing again They were fun to watch back then and one sticks in my mind and this is amazing I swear to God, this was a documentary and not a dream I had It was so long ago, but I really hope this was a thing. I'm saying it is. I'm saying it with confidence. There was a documentary about a sandwich factory where where they interviewed a woman who had made so many sandwiches, had buttered so much bread that she could perfectly, every time, take a swipe of butter with a knife and spread it in one, one smooth motion you've got a perfectly buttered piece of bread that is on par with, like, Olympic gymnasts or, like, runners. You've got the same bowl who can run really, really fast and you've got this absolute beast of a woman who can perfectly spread a slice of bread. Basically the same peas and carrots, you know. I've got this real urge to go and explore... Abandoned factories, I don't know what that is within us that makes us want to do that. To like, find something cool, I don't know if that's kind of like a universal thing. But I feel like a lot of people want to do like the abandoned exploring thing. I might be generalizing way too much, but... I've also watched enough horror movies to know that's probably not a good idea. I'll do it during the day, I'll do it on a nice Sunday morning. You know, I'll make a cup of coffee, put it in a... in a closed flask and just take a nice stroll around an abandoned factory maybe put a high of jacket on, make it look like I'm working security but um, but yeah I just won't do it at night cause that would be a little too much for me I will read horror stories as much as you like but to go exploring, well I just wouldn't go on my own I'd probably go with other people yeah, because I did it a bit when I was a kid and there was, like, a fair few abandoned places when I was, like, where I was growing up. But nothing, like, crazy factory-esque. They all just got demolished. I remember seeing a factory demolition when I was in school. I was in... I was, like, I was really young. They demolished a building near my primary school and it was, like, a whole event. Oh, my God, I get this. I was... <laughs> We were all just stood in the playground waiting for it to happen and I had a Pokedex and I was so invested in my Pokedex that I missed the initial explosion and I looked up and it was already going, I was like, oh no, I had to look up from like Bellsprout or something, it probably wasn't even a Pokemon that was like worth anything, Bellsprout or Oddish or something, nah, Oddish is a dude, Oddish is a dude. Magikarp, Magikarp is Gyarados, Diglett, Diglett or Metapod, something not worth it, and um, no, all Pokemon are valid. And I looked up and I just see this building like toppling over and I was like, (laughs) I am the poster child for why kids should not be allowed to get addicted to technology, because they miss what's going on in the world around them. I did see most of it though, and it was really cool. Yeah, destruction. Um, I often do look at stuff, and I think, and I, I think, I wonder what the factory process is for this being made. Like, is there a machine that does this? Is there a machine that does that? And blah 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 blah. Like even me looking around, like the wood I've put on my on my roof and. I mean, the van itself and all the workings, my laptop and the lights and the fan, like, such an insane process. Word number three is parallel, which is really sad because they never get to meet. Follow, uh, follow my podcast if you cried. By the way, if you haven't turned on notifications, that is a thing I think you should do because, because I don't think following does it quite right and just in case you don't catch my updates on instagram and twitter you'll get notified on your podcast app of choice parallel parallel universes parallel lines parallelogram i always got confused between parallelograms and rhombuses weird shapes what's your favorite shape mine is a trapezoid I don't know, I don't know what my mind is doing right now. Let's talk about parallel universes, why not? I love this conversation. Mind you, this isn't, this is like a 3am conversation right now. The, the multiverse is a hypothetical group of multiple universes together. These universes comprise everything that exists. The entirety of space, time, matter, energy, information and the physical laws and constants that describe them. I feel like this needs to be more, this needs to be more narratory. The different universes within the multiverse are called parallel universes, other universes, alternate universes, or many worlds. Multiple universes have been hypothesized in cosmology, physics, astronomy, religion, philosophy, transpersonal psychology, music and all kinds of literature particularly in science fiction comic books and fantasy in these contexts parallel universes are also called alternate universes quantum universes interpenetrating dina- <laughs> interpenetrating dimensions parallel universes parallel worlds parallel realities quantum realities Alternate realities. Alternate timeline. This is all the same. This is all the same, isn't it? The physics community has debated the various multiverse theories over time. Prominent physicists are divided about whether any other universes exist outside of our own. Ooh. Some physicists say the multiverse is not a legitimate topic of scientific inquiry. Concerns have been raised about whether attempts to exempt the multiverse from experimental verification could erode public confidence in science and ultimately damage the study of fundamental physics. Some have argued that the multiverse is a philosophical notion rather than a scientific hypothesis because it cannot be empirically falsified. The ability to disprove a theory by means of scientific experiment is a critical criterion, sick band name, of the accepted scientific method. Paul Steinhardt has famously argued that no experiment can rule out a theory if the theory provides for all possible outcomes. Mate, that's like when you're a kid and you're in the playground and you're like, I killed you, and the the kid's like, no, I had like a protect everything force field on so I can't die. That kid's a piece of work. I was that kid in 2007, Nobel laureate. Steven Weinberg suggested that if the multiverse existed, the hope of finding a rational explanation for the precise values of quark, 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 quark masses, and other constants of the standard model that we observe in our Big Bang is doomed, for their values would be an accident of the particular part of the multiverse in which we live. I'll find myself doing that a lot, I'll like make a choice and decide on something, and then just think to myself, what if I had made this choice, and then I will spiral, I will take the express route down that rabbit hole, into anxiety central, which I am getting better at, and, and I'll just think, no, think about, ooh, pretty birds. Yeah, it's sometimes better to think about more... More heartwarming and positive subjects like unity, the fourth word. Everything is better when we're together. Do be do 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 do. So many songs, so many of like the biggest songs in the world have been written about unity, as a general term about togetherness and being together. And I don't know, man. I think we're we're built we're built to be unified. We're all built to be different, but we're built to be different together by being accepting of everyone's differences. Trouble is, there's some other stuff going on in our brain that so doesn't let us do that. But when it does happen, it's beautiful. It's when you put differences aside. And I've got a really good example of this. Um, I really like this, and I experienced it again for the first time in ages recently. I went to a gig when I was in Scotland. I went to see Bring Me the Horizon in um in glasgow and i love a good mosh pit i really do um because it's inc- it's an incredible an incredible thing that happens in a mosh pit that is full of people who understand how to do mosh pits in that no matter what is going on in your life in their lives everybody comes together for that one purpose of music and that energy transfer and just to let it all out in the healthiest way that everyone knows how. Differences don't matter, nothing matters, it's just everybody there having a good time and everyone being connected in a very, very profound way. There's nothing like it, for me anyway. It's the same as religion, it's the same as choirs, it's the same as sports teams. There's a There's a real connectedness despite your differences. I think the majority of us are built that way. I'm not saying you're wrong if you don't feel like that a lot or at all. There are often phases that I go through where I do not want to see anybody or talk to anybody. And and that's a massive part of my personality. Not because I don't like people but, but I feel like I can't handle people and that's fine. That's why I'm living in a van. So I have control over that. And I think it's learning about yourself and taking control of yourself and Learning what works, but not giving in to yourself. Working with yourself, trying to be your own best friend, and leaning into the skid that is life. This is getting kind of deep. So let's go on to the last word, which is chest. Now, I'm interested to know if, when I said that word, whether your mind went to treasure treasure chest. Treasure chest. Treasure chest, treasure chest, treasure chest, treasure chest. I'm going insane. Treasure chest or bosom. <laughs> There's a behind-the-scenes interview of Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers with Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan, who play Merry and Pippin. Merry a dog, Brandy Buck, and Barry Green Took. Full name it, like a boss. And Billy Boyd says the word bosom, but not talking about bosom, bosom, he's talking about, like, bosom-like heart. And Dominic Monaghan just goes, mmm, bosom. I love the fact, oh, my God, I am loving the fact that the interview, the fake prank interview between Dominic Monaghan and Elijah Wood is going viral. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the will you wear wigs interview. (laughs) Dominic Monaghan is pranking Elijah Wood, um pretending to be a German interviewer over the phone and is asking him these ridiculous questions and he just ta- starts asking him about whether he's going to wear wigs. Will you, do you wear wigs? Will you wear wigs? Then will you wear wigs? And for some reason it's just gone viral. Not for some reason. It's amazing. It's one of the best pranks I've ever seen. So it's interesting to think about where your mind went when I said chest. I really, really hope at some point in my life I find either a treasure chest or like a message in a bottle. Dude, I love stuff like that. I really want to find something like that. Have you ever found anything like that? Probably not a treasure chest full of booty. Booty. de booty. But like a message in a bottle. Because they're actually kind of common like they kind of happen quite a lot you know it's not always like the coolest message in the world i want to find a bottle with a message inside it and the message is a map to a treasure chest bro i would leave my life behind to go on that adventure i have watched way too many movies as a kid i would leave all of my responsibilities behind at the drop of a hat to go on a nicholas cage style adventure for treasure I would do it. I'm sorry. I'll admit it. I know myself. I would be powerless to stop me. So you've got two, right? You've got treasure chests, which are badass. Actually, right before I left uh, the house that I'm living in, my housemate got like a treasure chest, like this massive chest to um, to store stuff in. I just woken up and he was like dude can you help me in with this and he just has this massive treasure chest i was like hell yeah i can don't worry about it and it was massive i mean like i was the equivalent size like bigger than a really big dog or a sheep or a goat it was bigger than them treasure chests are cool so i the other side of chest is like, your chest, and I like the idea, I can't remember where I heard it, I like the idea of, like, the chest being, like, the... or, like, the kind of solar plexus type, around there, being the... the home of, like, the spirit and the soul and, like, the centre. Something strange happens when you start to imagine your, like, energy and soul coming from your... chest. I don't mean like puffing your chest up and walking around like a gorilla, like like mad flexing. It's always interesting when you see people walking around with like their chests proper puffed out. Like, do you know what you're doing? Do you, like, do you know what you look like? Like, at least compensate for it. If you're gonna stick your chest out, stick stick the booty out as well. Stick out the bunda because at least then it's it's compensated for. <laughs> Which is kinda what's kinda what gorillas do, isn't it? They've got this massive chest but then they've got like this proper bunda going on as well. <laughs> this podcast has taken a turn. This has been an interesting episode. I'm not really sure where my mind's gone in it, but that's the wonder of the whole thing. Sometimes they're gonna be like this and we just we go with it. And um I have nothing to apologize for. Okay. I just googled chest just to see if there was anything else interesting that popped up before I uh, say goodbye to you for this week. And, you know, when you Google stuff, it comes out with like a list of questions that people have asked. And one of the third, the third one that comes up is, where is the chest located? Oh, hang on, because... You know, immediately I went to, like, well, it, funnily enough, it's pretty much in the centre of your body. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty close to you, buddy. But, and Google agreed with me, the skin, fat, muscles, bones, and other tissues that form a protective structure around vital organs in the area between the neck and the abdomen, including the heart, major blood vessels, lungs and liver, blah, 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 blah. But maybe... People who are asking this question are not as stupid as they seem. They are not asking where the chest is located. They're asking, where is the chest? Where are the precious gems? Oh, people on Google know something I don't. Okay, so I'm going to leave you, hopefully, more relaxed and chilled than when you first started. Because I have... Definitely not a treasure hunt to go on. I don't know why you would think that. Why are you thinking that? Don't... Don't be thinking that. I'm definitely not going to look for treasure. Don't look for my treasure. And with that... Wonderfully relaxing last final note... I will bid you goodbye. And I will see you next time. You can find all of my socials at Kevin Kingston. Including Patreon. If you would like to support me further, where you can get bonus episodes and bonus content. Take care of yourself. Speak to you soon. Bye.